Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Hero for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean and joining me as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. Hello, Connor, Sean. How's it going? How, oh no, I, I came oh, in. No. I said Did hello. You jump the gun? No, yeah. to be fair, now I paused a bit too long. Y- you jumped. You you threw it to me, and I then said hello, which is normally how a conversation works. And now I feel like I've been set up to maybe look like a bit of an imbecile. I might look. If you look like an imbecile, I look like a doofus. So oh. <laughs> I'm the real winner here. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sean, hero zero. What is this about? Well, it's the show where we take one comic book character every single week. Could be good, could be bad. We run through their history, some of their good points, bad points, and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. True. Now, for the last two weeks, we have covered some really bad characters. Truly. Pure trash. I mean, very powerful. They're like one guy could control bees. Another guy had a bell on his head. We all had a great time. But Sean, I really need you to cleanse the palate here. I need you to come in strong. I don't know who you've done, but okay, I can only well, assume it's maybe who Captain America or I've already Hulk. done him. Oh, the Hulk. I've not done the Hulk yet. I, mm. I have the one half written, but it's just there's a lot to the Hulk. Yeah. But I, I now similarly to the Hulk, this character has been around for fucking ages. Like and the 40s. 
uh, I don't know if it was the 40s, but it's like early days of right. comics, right? So, now, the description, like, the backstory of this character and a bit of the plot lines that they've been involved in, that's about a page and a half of this document. Okay. The following three pages are powers and abilities. Ah, okay. This, um, now, are we dealing with... This, Go on. This character's been around so long that they've been written to do pretty much everything. What the fuck? Um, so did you... Who would you say is more powerful, this character who I know nothing about, or Barsha Manhunter? Ooh, um... It'd probably be a fair fight. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, right. <laughs> right. Even that you had to stall means that this guy is possibly maybe God. Go on. <laughs> Not this guy, Connor. This oh. woman... Oh, fuck. Now I have been shown up. Haven't I been you shown have, up? You've been made to look quite the fool, sir. <laughs> the patriarchy! Let's go. So this is my report on Emma Frost. Oh, shit! I love Emma Frost! Emma Frost is class. Yes! So, Emma Frost was born into a wealth in Boston family uh, that arrived from England in the 1600s. Uh, The second of three daughters, Emma also had an older brother named Christian, who turned to substance abuse to escape the drudgery of life. Well, fuck. Unknown to their family or themselves, the three Frost sisters were mutants whose telepathic abilities matured upon reaching puberty. Okay? Okay, no, I'm I'm with you so far. You said the 1600s. The family is from the 1600s, like they're old school. Okay, but she's around now. Yeah, she's she's a modern day uh, okay. Frost, say. Okay. So, when it came time for their father to choose a worthy heir to the family fortune, Christian was automatically dismissed because of his drug problem. Big druggy boy, yeah. Big druggy boy. So whilst the older sister, Adrian, uh, seemed the most obvious choice... She was busy th- with Rocky. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> their father chose Emma to be the heir to the fortune. Surprisingly, though, she refused it, choosing to make her own way through life. Oh, so she's kind of like a good guy. Everything, every um, incarnation I've seen of Emma Frost, she's more on the villain side, but she's also a hero a lot of the time as well, I've heard, but I haven't seen anything in, in that regard. That's the thing, yeah. Because she's been around for ages, she's gone both sides of the of the fight, say. And in the end, she just kind of... She settles on what works for her, okay. if that makes sense. So, Emma ended up with a large fortune from her professional success. She ascended rapidly to the upper echelon of the business world on the strength of her intelligence, drive and personal charm. As now, well does, as... Does she know that she's a, a mutant at this point? Well, yeah, because she secretly uses her mental powers to get ahead in the business ah, world as well. right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, eventually... Emma became a major stockholder of a multi-billion dollar conglomerate um, and despite her relative youth she was named chairwoman of the board and chief executive officer of Frost International Fuck So how how old is she at this point? Uh, I think she's in her 20s at this point Jesus Christ what the fuck have we done? Jeez. I know <laughs> this podcast I guess Why can't I be a uh, mutant? For fuck's sake that would make things so much easier. So much easier. They have it so easy. She also became the headmistress and chairwoman of the Board of Trustees of the Massachusetts Academy, Jesus which was a, a, a prep school. 
in uh, Massachusetts. Does she have enough time, or what's the story like? She's now pre- um, she's head of a school and she's the CEO of a major company. Yeah, she's mm. very busy. Very, she's a busy but, gal. But you need you need a club. You need a club uh, when you're that busy. You need something to take the edge off. So her success. Drugs. She's turned to her brother. Drug, Who do you know? Yeah, Christian sorted her out. <laughs> so Emma's success caught the attention of the Hellfire Club. Uh, an elite social organization consisting of the world's wealthiest and most powerful figures. Uh, when she learned that the club was hiring dancers, she promptly auditioned and used her telepathic talents to enhance her performance in their eyes. Oh, right, okay. So, unlike the other females in the club, Emma was never uncomfortable with the strict dress code that required female members to wear lingerie at all times. She believed the revealing wardrobe to be one of many weapons in her arsenal, one that gave her an instant advantage over men. Okay. that's And you can see that in um, it's X-Men First Class that she's yeah. in, isn't it? Yeah. Where, like, she to look from the outside, you'd think she was... Not as high up as she is, but she's like second in command of the club. Right, but it's just because... When was this? The 50s, 60s? I think, yeah, I think we're talking 60s, 70s. I think I think the, the idea is that like any, any guy in that club is immediately going to look down on the females just because they work there. And so she's like, well, I'm clearly smarter and better than everyone here, so I'm going to use that to my advantage because yeah, then she- they'll, they'll underestimate her. Yeah, and she knows that this is the best way to get ac- like proper access to people when they'll have their guard down as yeah. well. So she quickly became an ally of Sebastian Shaw, who is a member of the club's Council of the Chosen, who were secretly conspiring to achieve world domination through economic and political means. And he hates dancing. <laughs> <Fuck's sake. laughs> uh, at the time, the leaders of the club and council... Okay, and this is, uh, they were Lords Cardinal, and their titles were the names of chess pieces. So the leaders were the White King Edward Buckman, and the White Queen Paris Seville. Okay, they're pretty uh, cool names. Paris Seville is fucking, a really good name. Paris Seville is like, will kill you in your sleep kind of a name. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Buckman, through the council's support behind Project Armageddon, uh, which was a project to construct mutant hunting sentinel robots. Fucking hell. <laughs> aware, aware that Sebastian Shaw was a mutant, Buckman told him that the intent was to capture mutants as a means of helping the council attain power. So Right, so it's, it's he's lying to him as a means to get this very powerful mutant on his side. Exactly. I would say However, that's going to end up well for him. I think he won't be caught out and Shaw won't rip his head off his, ha- his shoulders. Well! Um, <laughs> using, using her psychic powers, Emma Frost learned that the project's actual purpose was the annihilation of all mutants. That would be a change to what was being said, yes. And after Shaw's lover was murdered by one of the Sentinels, Shaw and Frost staged a coup that had them seize control of the Council of Chosen. Uh, of, the, of the Council of the Chosen, which they renamed the Inner Circle. Shaw took the title of Black King and Frost became the White Queen. Oh, that's pretty cool. White Queen Emma Frost has a bit of a ring to it. It really does. Um, 
So under Sean Frost's leadership, mutants dominated the inner circle. To strengthen the club's power base, Emma recruited gifted youngsters and helped hone them hone their abilities at her school. Um, is, it a, is it a case that they're basically the opposite side to Charles Xavier in the X-Men in universe? A, in, in the sense of who's educating young mutants, yeah, there's a lot okay. of them. Um, but the opposite to Charles Xavier is kind of Magneto and the Brotherhood of Mutants in terms oh, yeah, of no, yeah. large-scale stuff, you know? Um, so most of the students that Emma taught were members of what was called the Hell Lions, which was the super, their super mutant team. Um, she initially encountered the band of heroic mutant ad- adventurers known as the X-Men when she unsuccessfully attempted to recu- recruit young Kitty Pride, a.k.a. Shadowcat. Yes. Um, she subsequently uh, Emma subsequently crossed paths with the X-Men and the New Mutants on a number of occasions and that was the first time adversary. that was the first time she had actually encountered them at all but like they would have would they not have both been in I don't know would they not have both been created like the 70s so they would have concurrently been training young mutants for years without knowing about each other yeah and I, because Emma's like a psychic as well I don't think Charles Xavier could you know, read her mind at that and point. And she can't read his, I'm assuming, as well. Yeah, I think they both have mental blocks a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Um, so later on, the X-Men joined with the Hell Lions to protect Emma from the time-travelling terrorist known as Trevor Fitzroy. Doesn't matter about his name, but there was a time-travelling terrorist. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, when you're out with story ideas, someone's just, they're all sitting around in the room. What about time-travelling? Okay. Mm-hmm. I like Terror- it. Terrorist? Time-travelling tra- terrorist. What about with terrorist, but he's not here? He's like future or past. He's fucking time-travelling terrorist. He's huh? both and neither at the same he's time. I love both it. both and neither. And someone's just like, you've done it again, Stan Lee. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, the, ma- the madman's brutal assault plunged Emma into a deep coma and brought about the Hell, Hell Lion's untimely demise. Oh, so, so now she's has been stuck in a coma... Um, how did they put her into a coma? Just got hit really hard. She just got hit really hard. You know, to be fair, yeah. that would put most people in a coma. It, it would tend to. And then yeah. all of the hell lions died. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Bit, bit of a grim move. <laughs> bit of um, a grim move. Kind of took it, take the turn here. A little bit of one. Yeah. Um, Emma eventually made a full recovery and she resumed her role as headmistress of her academy. Uh... Assisted by Sean Cassidy, who was the former X-Man known as Banshee. Yes, he's um, Cyclops' brother? He's Black Tom Cassidy's brother. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, no, you're right. What's uh, Cyclops' brother called? Uh, Oh, he's a guy who... He's in in first class. Alex Summers. Yeah, Alex Summers, yeah. So, uh, she set out to train a new crop of mutants called Generation X. Um, and now that sounds quite intense and cool, right? Yes, it, I'm very intrigued about Generation X. Would sound very cool. I should have the role show. Yes. Well, next up, a sinking stock market dealt Frost International a major blow. <laughs> oh no, not stock markets! Fuck. I know this is like trade routes all over again. Oh, I thought I was done after the Phantom Menace, but we're back. Um, so Emma swallowed her pride and sought the help of her older sister, Adrian, 
who agreed to support her siblings' uh, uh, financial interests if she were named co-headmaster of the school. Oh, right, okay. So she's like, I want a bit of the pie that you're making here. Because she's also a mutant, the sister. Yes, she also has telepathic powers. But has she used them at all, or she just kind of has lived a normal life? She she's used them, but she's not as strong as Emma. So. Okay, but she and this this is the sister that inherited all the money anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Adrian Adrian's power play did not wind down when Emma accepted her request, nor did it end when she overtook her sister as the Hellfire Club's White Queen. Only oh, after Adrian telepathically incited a riot at the school did Emma find a way to upset her ascension. What the fuck? Like, why is this... Why is her sister coming and fucked it all up? She was coasting. It's a power thing, because Emma was chosen to be the heir. Oh, so she's still mad that she wasn't chosen first, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, the way that Emma found to upset the Ascension was the way of the gun. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something really cool, but no, she just picked up a handgun. Yeah, Emma shot and killed her sister, yeah. laying claim to Adrian's inheritance. To be fair, that would normally... That's that's probably the killer move, literally and metaphorically. It, it really, that, mm. that put into that particular plotline. Yeah. So, following the dissolution of Gen- Generation X and the closure of the Massachusetts Academy, Emma moved to the island nation of Genosha, where she began teaching mutant children again. And that, is Soon that um, Genosha, is that the place that's in the last X-Men movie? That Magneto's trained everyone? Yeah. Okay. It's like a mutant, it's like a mutant haven where it's just, everything will be okay. okay. However, a sentinel attack wiped oh, out no. Genosha's entire mutant population. <laughs> so everything was not okay? No, in many ways, putting them all on the one island, bad idea. Really kind of led them to just be like um, fish in a barrel, really. Really, yeah. Yeah. Um, Emma was found by the X-Men alive in the rubble, having undergone a secondary mutagenic change that allowed her to survive the onslaught. So, so this is this the is first where time she gets that her, her diamond skin. Right, okay. So she she had just been going telepathically since the start, but now she's developing more powers, even as a grown-up? Is that even normal? Uh, it, it, it can happen in times of extreme stress. Yeah, okay. So, like, she's been teaching children on this island she thought was safe, and now all of that is gone. I would be I'd be very sad if I was training a bunch of kids, and then they were all possibly shot straight in the face by a big robot man. I would be sad that I trained yeah. a bunch of weaklings, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get a real job and fight them, fuck's sake! Timmy, <laughs> come on! Um, so, Emma later counselled her teammate Cyclops, following his possession by Apocalypse. Right. Th- this this soon turned into a telepathic affair between the two, <gasps> which was short lived after Summer's wife Jean Grey discovered what was happening. Yeah, like surely the last person you want to telepathically have cheat on their partner is the guy that's married to Jean Grey, whose sole power is telepath telepathic shit. Yeah, I didn't really think that one through. No. Um. So it was really tense between them for a while, but then Jean Grey died. And, and everyone was happy delighted with it delighted <laughs> following the death of Jean Grey Emma assumed a position of co-headmaster at the Xavier Institute alongside Cyclops right so like she then kind of turned to on the X-Men side 
Yeah, and she is, uh, as far as I know, she's still a part of the X-Men today. Okay, that's that's interesting that her like character development was, she was training all these people and then, was it the Sentinel battle that made her kind of think, we need to, I don't know, I, I maybe I've lived my life wrong, or was it just a case of she was going out with Scott Summers and so he was part of the X-Men crew, so she joined them. What I think it was was that once the Sentinel happened, it was like, okay, look, we might have differences, but someone's trying to kill all of us. So let's yeah, just why are we dividing? And stop why are we, yeah, why are we dividing ourselves? Yeah, exactly. We've already lost a whole island full of allies. Yeah. Okay. Um. So onto her powers and abilities then, and this is this is a lot. I'm going to skim over some of it, but some of it's really interesting. So I want okay. to get through it. So. Emma Frost possesses telepathic abilities of a similar calibre to those of Charles Xavier. He's the most over- powerful being in all of X-Men. Pretty much. Uh, Frost has been cited as a world-class telepath and being referred among the five telepaths on the planet capable of perfectly and seamlessly altering a mind. Fuck it out. When Wolverine thought to be protected from her because of level 9 uh, psychic shields created by Charles Xavier... She stated that she was a level 10. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so she's... Te- in some way, she could even be stronger than Charles Xavier. Yeah, her abilities have been stated to rival that of Charles himself. Uh, this statement was proven in her telepathic defeat of Professor Xavier on multiple occasions. Fucking hell. Okay. Uh, she has uh, telepathy. So she has uh, mind control, altering perceptions and memories... Uh, causing mental pain or unconsciousness, mind switching, uh, mental sedation of unconscious victims, Fuck. and it, and uh, she can also project mental energy as some. So kind she of could blast. just change your whole personality. Just at the start of the fight, she looks at you and just makes you a child, and then you just yeah, think you're, you're four years old again. Exactly, if you're susceptible to that, or she can make you think that you know your lungs. Are, have been carved out of your chest. And so you can't breathe. And then you just yeah. ultimately die anyway. Holy shit. Exactly. Uh, she, can, she has a psionic shield, so she can protect herself and others from mental intrusion. Uh, she can create telepathic illusions, telepathic camouflage, so she can alter it so that you just can't see her. Fuck. It. So she can make herself disappear from your consciousness. So you, like she could be like, uh, I've never existed, and then she she's standing there. You're like, hey, stop robbing that bank. She's like, I've never existed. Oh, I don't know why I'm doing here. Do yeah, exactly, bank? exactly. Uh, she has astral projection, so she can project her form uh, over vast distances. That's gonna kill you. Luke Skywalker taught me that. You'll That's fade away at that. That's yeah. true. Um, she can place psychic inhibitors in the minds of mutant adversaries to prevent them from using their powers. So, undefeatable is what I'm getting here in, in this world. Pretty, like, it's a good fight, put it that way. Okay. Uh, mind possession, mind control, mental paralysis, mental sedation, mind alteration. She can cause amnesia. She can transfer. She can transfer a mind... Into another host body. <laughs> Fucking hell. How is there ever any fights? How does she it's, ever lose? I'll get into that. Uh, we have a weaknesses section. It's not very Ooh. long, but th- she does have some. Guns. Uh, 
It's guns, exactly. Mm. Uh, telepathic tracking, so she can track other uh, psychic waves. So she doesn't have and like, uh, is it cere- cerebral? Is that? Yeah, she doesn't book? have cerebral, but she has. She can do that on her own. Oh, fuck it, hell. But Xavier uh, needs cerebral to do it, so she would be power more powerful than him, surely. Yeah, I think I think cerebral gives bigger range. If that makes okay. sense, like a big okay. satellite. Um, she also has psionic blasts and psionic lightning, and also telekinesis. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking she didn't have any offensive weapons so far. So give her the psionic blasts and lightning. True, but then mm. Connor, yeah. the secondary mutation. Oh, good. Oh, good. We need some more. Go on. So her, she has an organic diamond form. Uh, so she possesses the, the ability to transform her body into a flexible organic diamond form similar to Colossus's organic steel form uh, she must transform all parts of her body rather than selectively transforming certain areas and can remain in this form for an undetermined amount of time can she uh, use the psychic thing and also be in that form no she cannot right okay okay because I was going to say, um, just go into that form and then just do all your psychic shit and be undefeatable. Yeah, but no, you can't. she can't do the psychic thing. Okay. Uh, at all. Um, she Also, when she's in that form, she becomes cold-hearted and loses her empathy for others. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that's really important when you like put her on a team. Because if she transforms into diamond form, it'll be like, look, get the mission done, who cares? Yeah, yeah. And she's leaving everyone behind. She doesn't care. Exactly. Um, So in the diamond form then, she has superhuman strength. She can lift approximately two tons. Um, Superhuman stamina. While in the diamond form, her muscles produce no fatigue toxins uh, during physical activity. So she has (laughs) limitless stamina. Um, Superhuman durability. Uh, She is highly resistant to most forms of physical injury and temperature. She's also self-sustained while transformed, requiring no food, water, or oxygen. So she could go into space in that form and just live for as long as exactly. she wanted. Yeah. No downside to it. Fucking hell. Uh, psychic immunity. So she's immune to other telepathic powers, but in turn she's unable to use her own until she turns back. Okay. So, onto her abilities... What? They were to the... Okay. <laughs> cool. They were powers. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Ability, ability. She's an expert technician. So she's highly skilled in electronic theory and electronics and has learned to build devices that can amplify psionic energy. Um, she's also had defense training. So she's an above average athlete and has had some training in hand-to-hand combat. Um, during a training session in which Emma did not have access to her powers, Banshee attempted to make an example of her. Emma quickly, efficiently, and easily dispatched Banshee, much to his embarrassment. Holy shit. Okay. So her weaknesses then. She has two. Right. While in her diamond form, she's unable to access her telepathic abilities. Yes. And she's all, and after killing her sister, she became an alcoholic. <laughs> the booze. The sweet, sweet sup. Has taken her out. Takes down another person. Oh fuck! As a, as Irish people, we can only look at that and go, "Yeah, fuck it, Jesus." 
Yeah, you Fucking can't let it get that far. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know you, you've 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 gone you've gone wrong there. So you've her there, so. her her a weakness of hers is like you can't kill her, but if she's drugged, she might be slightly less powerful. Yeah, and like if you have her in the diamond state, she can't. Like as long as you can subdue that diamond state version of her, you don't have to worry about the powers. But it's you know you have to pick and choose your battle kind kidnap, of thing. Kidnap her in diamond shape, and then have her in a room, and then just feed her a bunch of alcohol. Um, and then she'll be so happy she won't want to fight you. She'd be delighted with herself, and then you become best friends. And you're like, no, we should go away. Why don't we just get on our bikes and go? You know, just go on holidays. Let's go to the go. beach. Let's go to the beach, man. Uh, so on the Marvel 1 to 7 rating system Yeah um, She has a durability of 7 Energy projection of 7 Oh, so far so fight, good Fighting skills of 6 Oh, a bit weak Intelligence of 7 Right Speed of 4 and strength of 5 I mean, not that good, like It's alright No, I mean, look, it's a pretty good spread Yeah yeah, a few sevens, a few sevens there. Three, Which seven? three sevens, a six, a five, and a four. Oh, boys. Um, so, unbeatable, really, in the Marvel world? Functionally unbeatable until the story calls for it. Yeah, it's a character that's so powerful that you have to nerf her, basically, in every story she's in. Yeah, and like there is things she'll forget her powers in that kind of yeah. way, and a lot of the time, she will do what she wants to do. Like, she's very independent, so if she doesn't want to do something, even if she could do it very easily, she can just say, no, do it yourself, I'm not interested. Yeah, but, and that, that's pretty good. Like, if it gets to the stage, boy, in comic books, like in the X-Men movies, where you have Charles Xavier, who is the most powerful being, and can solve everything within about ten seconds, so every single movie they have to somehow take him out. He gets kidnapped, yeah. he gets beaten up, he gets knocked out. Somehow he's out of the way and they have to get the team to work together to try and get him back. Um, I think the si- a similar thing... I, I can't remember, in First Class, how was she defeated? First Class? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember how she was defeated in First Class. Was she defeated or just captured? She might have just been captured. But even captured, she could just break out in seconds. I suppose they didn't show you that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably... Probably it. I don't actually know. I'm 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 blanking on that, and that's a mm. shame because that's a good movie. It is. It's very good. If if that's, I think that's the only movie she appears in. Yeah, the in um, X Men Origins. She's in, she's in the she's in the cells. Well, there's there's a lady with diamond skin. Ah, you right. know, yeah. and she has blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. But what can you do? That's, yeah. that's not confirmation of anything and I would go to X-Men Origins before I went to First Class just as a movie yeah Wolverine um, Origins go watch that immediately and take First Class leave that get Wolverine Origins out of the way because that's clearly the better movie yeah um, also in you won't remember this because Days of Future Past you know yeah but uh, she's one of the people that was experimented on and killed to make the Sentinels. Oh, right, right, right. That's interesting. Yeah, because those, those Sentinels obviously are undefeatable. They just adapt. Yeah. 
they just adapt and they can I think they use the diamond skin at one point I, I think they do from I, I can't remember it must be at the start fighting um, against Iceman yeah yeah I think that's it and I think that's I think that's cool that you know fair enough they killed off one of the most powerful characters but I think you had to for that movie because she's such a powerful psychic you have to do it for every movie because if it benefits her in any way that she would just win immediately Yes, that's true. That's the danger with her. But she's a really yeah, good I, character, just in terms of like you have this, you have Charles Xavier there, but you always need something on the opposite side. So like Charles Xavier is all about giving to other people, and he has all those powers. So then you have Emma Frost on the other side, who's who's willing to do the good thing, but only if it benefits her in the long run. And she's just as powerful as he is. Yeah, and it's yeah because. She's a good foil for Professor X in terms of she's arguably more powerful than him. Mm. But she, like you say, she's a free agent. She does what she wants. So it's, it's not like, like um, Magneto where he, like they're not even on powers really. But they, yeah, they Ma- have Ma- a, a Magneto respect can, kind of thing. Magneto can spend a few spoons like Charles Xavier could just rewrite his whole memory if he wanted. If he wanted, yeah. But Emma just does what she wants. She doesn't care yeah. about anyone else. Well, not she doesn't care about anyone else, but, you know. But that's always the fun first. bit. Like, you have that character who starts off as the villain. Like, the, what what's coming to me is, say, I don't know, like Red Hood, something like that, where you have a clearly villainous character, but be, it becomes an anti-hero, or they become slightly loved because you have this character who has likeable traits, but eventually is just a lord... Uh, a Lord Wolf we're just like we'll just do whatever the fuck we want whatever yeah and and if you ask me for help and it suits me then I'll join yeah but I'm not at your beck and call or Deathstroke yeah Deathstroke's a good example of it yeah um, like, no, if, I, if, if the contract is right he'll take it exactly no I, I think Emma Stroke is a, uh, Emma Stroke <laughs> Emma Stroke <laughs> Emma Stroke Emma Frost um, is a character that people love and lots of people that's her, their favourite character and I can see why because like it's a character that has growth and comic book characters are always better when you can see their growth yeah like she has a proper arc over you know 30-40 years of comics and, and she's, a, and she's a badass. She's an absolute beast. She's, yeah. Like, doing this report, she's just so many cool stories I couldn't even get to mention. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Sean. Well, would you like to take us out, Connor? I would indeed, yes. Uh, so, if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon that last week we released our Phantom Menace episode. It's part of a Lazarus Pit series. We go back and review one old movie. It could be comic book, could just be an old movie that we like. And this month's was the Phantom Menace. So if you give $5 or more a month, you get access to all those reviews we've done for the last few months. It's at patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast, Sean. Oh, he's done it. He said nailed it correctly. It. Nailed it. After I pointed away like I was looking at a crowd. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we also, um, if you can support the show that way, we also have an iTunes where you can go and like and review. Um, that really helps us out and just helps with the algorithm and stuff like that. Um, and if you don't want to do either of those things, uh, the best thing you can do is just give us a follow or a like on, say, Twitter. It's at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four, the number four. Facebook, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. And once again, if you can't do all of that, just tell one human being we exist. That's all we ask. Just the one. Just the one. Um, so, I've been Connor Lawler. 
I've been Charlene. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 